Thanksgiving break, but I had the privilege of co-leading with Dr. Norton a mission trip to Guatemala. And we took eight students with us, also with Dr. Norton's family, and also uh, with Dr. Mary Fink, who is the mother of one of our students on the trip. And she happens to also be a principal at Bethany Lutheran School in Long Beach. You just got to witness a little bit. Uh, oh, by the way, um, wave your hands. This is part of our mission crew over here. Give a little shout out to them. Yeah. You just got to witness a little bit of what we did every day. We piled up in the back of these pickup trucks, standing up, by the way, and going up the mountain, which was about a 45, 50-minute drive going up dirt roads, muddy roads, and we did it every single day up and down the mountain, and it was awesome. It was like Indiana Jones, but not like the whole Rocky thing. It was, it was in real life going up the mountain. And, go, and you can see our mission team up there. And we went up every day to go visit this place. It's called El Progreso. And that's actually a picture of what you're seeing is uh, the Basico, which is like their middle school there. And we went every day up the mountain to do a, a mini vacation Bible school where we did some playing of some games and singing of songs and acting out Bible stories for the kids in the village. Then we also had an opportunity to uh, work with some clean water initiatives. And then also, we got a really cool opportunity to interview some of the villagers and to hear and learn their stories. But you know what? I don't want to be the only talking head up here, because that, that's just not fun. And so what I've done is I've invited four of the eight students to come forward and have them share with you what impacted them most on the trip. And so we're going to begin with April. Hello, everyone. Um, I wanted to tell you guys the story of this little girl that I met. Her name is Gaudi. Um, and I guess I'll go back to kind of the beginning. Uh, one of the first things that God really spoke to me going into the trip was that sometimes it doesn't matter how many people you reach if you can reach just that one. Um, like remembering the passage that Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. Um, so that was my prayer for the trip. Like, God, who would be my one? Who would be my one person that you want me to love? And it ended up being this sweet girl. Um, I met her, I think, our second day there, something like that. Uh, I was sitting with her friend uh, outside the Basico, the picture that you saw there. Um, and the first time I met her, she just walks up to me and hands me a flower. And I was like, oh, hello, thank you. <laughs> that was very sweet. Um, and from there, God spoke to me, like, this is the girl that I've called you here for. This is the girl that I've called you to love. Um, so throughout the week, I got to spend time with her, and my Spanish is not very good, so I was able to speak to her a little. But at the end of the week, I got to sit down with her and make sure that she knew um, and tell her how much God loves her, and that I would be praying for her. And I know that um, that her story and her life and all of that will always be in my heart, and I will probably continue to pray for her throughout my life, and I'm just very blessed that God gave me that one relationship during this week that we had here. Now we're going to listen from Hayden. All right, so this is a picture of um, some of the leaders of the village. It was called the Kokode. It was like their, um, like, the city executives, basically. Their whole purpose is to just promote the greater good of their people, which is awesome to me. Um, 
And something that I really took away was how selfless they were and how giving they were. Um, just some backstory. Like, this is um, an opportunity that we had to give them the Waves for Water filters. You guys might have seen them before. Like, Hurley does a lot of stuff with that. Um, some of these places only get water for three hours every other day, and that water isn't clean. And a lot of them lack the, like, time and energy to filter their water by either, like, boiling it. Some people put it on their roofs and cans to hope that the sunlight, like, kills bacteria. So um, these people don't have a lot, but they're, they give a lot. So um, this was just us distributing some filters to their leaders, um, the guy in the yellow sweatshirt and the guy in the gold sweet jacket. Um, those guys were in charge of the water for the entire village, like split up into two sections. And um, I, don't know, I just learned a lot from hearing all their stories, just seeing how giving they were. Um, and the thing that like really did over for me was on Thanksgiving, they like prepared us this huge feast um, with the little that they had, like they gave all of it to us. And I felt like bad almost just that they were giving us that much um, and giving us so much time and energy, even though um, like they may not have had tons of extra for their own families. So just the amount of thankfulness and um, generosity that they have is what I really took away. Now we're gonna hear from Kimmy. Hey guys. So uh, up on the screen you see uh, a woman in the middle. Her name is Maria Elsa de la Cruz Vasquez. Um, and those are her uh, four children. Maria actually had uh, six children and two of them um, had died of malnourishment, um, which is a very common thing in, in uh, El Progreso to die of malnutrition before reaching your first year of life. But Maria uh, is part of the Cocode, so she's one of the um, like uh, elected elders of the village. And she's in charge of making sure that the uh, women who are pregnant, the infants and the elderly have um, proper nutrition, which World Vision uh, helps out with. Um, what was most impactful to me was that Maria had nothing. Her diet was beans and tortillas, and yet she spent every day, she said she got up at 5 a.m., she provided for her family first, and then she would provide for everybody else in the village that was in need. Um, so what was most impactful was that someone who had so little gave everything, her time, her ability to just heat up a nutritional beverage on her stove, um, all of it. So... Yeah, Maria was a huge inspiration. And last but not least, we have Jared. Morning. Um, so I got to be one of the kids' leaders for the entire time we were there, and that was so cool because they taught me something that I wasn't really expecting. And it was just really cool to see them showing up day after day. And then I was like, what, like, what keeps bringing them back? And that's when it kind of hit me that it's just that we're willing and they're willing to spend time with us and us time with them. And what I learned from that is there's nothing more important than time. And the fact that they're never getting that time back, I'm never getting that time back. 
but I'm so glad that we got to spend it together. So that gives you just a, a little bit of insight of what we did. There's all kinds of things that happened during those trips. And, and by the way, um, Concordia has a, a partnership where it's our goal is to actually go down three times a year uh, and work with this one village all the time. And uh, the next opportunity is going to be spring break, and there's going to be an opportunity in May. So if that's something that you're thinking about, the saying, hey, I'd love to have an opportunity to go do something like that, uh, you can come and talk to me or to Dr. Norton or to Dr. Preuss about those opportunities. Um, you heard about the ways in which they were all impacted. And when you go on these kinds of trips, and I'm sure many of you have maybe have done similar kinds of things, you know what it's like to be impacted by that. Uh, one of the ways, though, that we saw it was to go and to also make an impact. Uh, this is the cross that you saw on the very first slide because this was a cross that our mission team took a picture in front of. It's about halfway up the mountain, halfway up to El Progreso. I have, no, I have no idea why that cross is there. I just think it's like really cool that the cross is there because it's a reminder, and it was a daily reminder as we drove up there of what our true purpose was. And our true purpose is the exact same purpose of what we try to do and seek to do every day in chapel, especially in Friday chapel as well. And that's to share the love of God in Christ Jesus for what he has done for us. And it's that message that we went and we brought to those people to talk about how even though our lives are tragically impacted by sin, that God has sought to enter into those lives and to take that sin from us and to die on the cross and have the impact of the nails go into his wrists and his feet all for us. And yet to know that death did not hold him down, but three days later he rose again from the dead. And that crucifixion and that resurrection seeks to make a rippling impact across the world. And what a joy it was for us to bring that message to Guatemala. What a joy it is for us to bring that message here to you today and to everywhere we go. And so I want to ask you if you'll join me in prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you for opportunities to travel. We thank you, Lord, for opportunities to go and to bring your gospel message, that life-saving message to people across this world, whether that be in our own backyard, whether it be in Guatemala, whether it be across the farthest reaches of the globe. Lord God, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for Concordia being the Great Commission University. It's all about bringing that gospel message. And Lord, we pray that that message may make a rippling impact in our own lives today for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray and we all say together, amen. Thank you.